Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble or listening on the Myriad. Myriad podcast platforms that the show is carried on. Sorry uh, for those of you coming in on the, uh, on the live stream. I'm a little late. Um, my computer decided to crash like four minutes before go time. So whoopsie. Um, yeah, it's been one of those days and you know, yeah, you know, can't help it. Things happen. You do your best to move on and hope nothing else stupid happens. Hmm. Anyways, before I get into the insanity that is, let's see. I've got the uh, NTSB head slapping down the Trump's fault narrative pushed by the one, the only Pete Booty Judge uh, about the East Palestine train derailment. I have HuffPo saying that Ron DeSantis is worse than the convicted murderer that is no longer with us. And closing out the show, I get to go on a rant about one of my favorite people in all of Missouri, and that would be Kimmy Poo, the DA for St. Louis. But before I get into that, let's talk about coffee. You know, APR Coffee, American Pride Roasters, my favorite brand of coffee out there. And I know I always push my regular non-flavored coffees, but today, the one, the one time I'm going to talk about flavored coffees, specifically dessert coffee. Yes, that's right. That would be the Hamilton Burr blend. Now, to really sell this, I have to read what Dave and Tim and the wonderful, wonderful people at APR have written in their narrative. Imagine this. Former Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner calls Vice President Mike Pence a dirty tax cheat. Pence gets peeved and demands immediate retraction to protect his honor. TurboTax Tim says, no way. Pence decides the only solution is a duel, so they meet in a field and each man grabs a pistol. And after taking a few steps, they aim and fire. The vice president walks away unscathed, but the other man is mortally wounded and dies the following day. This is exactly what happened on July 11th, 1804, when Aaron Burr blew a very big donut-sized hole out of Alexander Hamilton and set the low bar for vice presidential behavior in America. 
Burr beat both murder and treason charges, but he escapes not the infamy of becoming a tasty APR coffee flavor. The Burr Hamilton is a blend of Central and South American beans with our special blend of blueberry and donut flavors. It's a terrific dessert coffee, but also a great companion to your favorite pastry breakfast. Yeah, so I love it. I said, I'm not a big flavored coffee guy, but you know, if I wanted to have um, a tasty, yummy breakfast coffee that was, or dessert coffee where you know, it has a little hint of flavor to it, that would probably be what I would go with. Because, you know, who doesn't like good blueberry and donuts are amazing. The best of both possible worlds. So go to aprcoffee.com. Check it out. And for a limited time, while supplies last, they do have a new flavor that is Washington Crossing the Delaware. When I say limited, I mean Dave only had about 20 pounds of coffee left when I was pulling this up. So order today. And right now, they're, you know, things are a little slow. They're roasting uh, one day a week right now on Mondays or Tuesdays, whenever they can get the time to do it. So your coffee's a little slow getting roasted to order. Keep in mind, they have amazing roast to order coffee and whatever grind you like or whole bean. If you're one of those people, you have a coffee grinder and you grind your own, you get whole beans or you have an espresso machine. You can get the Italian grind, the fine grind, whatever it is. Check it out. APR coffee has it all. American pride roaster coffee. APRCoffee.com, historically great coffee. All right, so getting into the fun and excitement, I'm hitting everything. Um, so I do have to say, over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of push the blame wherever you can when it comes to East Palestine, Ohio. And there is some reason for that that makes sense. Hopefully, hopefully though, when the NTSB director was asked about these things, that, well, this is obviously Donald Trump's fault, blah, 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 blah. Not only did she deny it was Donald Trump's fault explicitly, she laid the smack down on it. Enough of the politics. Derailment investigator takes aim at partisan sniping and misinformation. Enough of the politics on this. National Transportation Safety Board Chair Jennifer Homendy said Thursday at an update on her agency's probe. According to the report, before it derailed, the train passed three detectors intended to alert train crew to physical problems, including overheating wheels. Though the train detector showed one of the wheels was steadily getting hotter, it did not reach a temperature Norfolk Southern considered critical until it passed the third detector and alerted, as outlined by the NTSB. When the train passed that det last detector, the detector transmitted a critical audible alarm message instructing the crew to slow and stop the train to inspect the hot axle. By then, the engineer was already trying to slow the train because it was behind another. Upon hearing the alarm, the engineer increased the application of the brakes and then automatic emergency brakes initiated, bringing the train to a stop. When it stopped, 
the crew observed fire and smoke and notified the Cleveland East Dispatcher of a possible derailment. 38 cars derailed and 12 more were damaged in the ensuing fire. One hopper car with the over... The the hopper car with the overheating bearing was carrying plastic pellets, which caught fire when the axle overheated, Hammondy said. And it didn't print the whole article, so I will go into details. One of the big things they've been saying this week is that, oh, Donald Trump, he canceled this thing, this, uh, this Obama-era safety measure. They had to put electronic brakes on uh, hazmat cars. Well. Yes and no. You see, one of the I mean, issues with getting my mic set where I want it. Ah! Anyways, one of the big issues was that, yes, Donald Trump did sign the retraction. However, it was not because Donald Trump was trying to undo Obama-era stuff. Nay, nay. It was because Congress had gone to had gone to uh, NTSB and FMCSA and DOT and said, "What is the cost benefit to doing this?" And if there is a positive cost benefit, then we will keep it in place. However. They did not have that data. So Congress said, okay, well, we're just going to end this. And here's the thing. The train cars that derailed, they had the electronic brakes. Hmm. And here's another fun thing. According to the regulations that Donald Trump supposedly got rid of, the electronic brakes only go on trains pulling 100% hazmat cars. On this train, it was literally three cars out of all of them. Three cars carrying hazardous material. So three of the 38. So that meant the other 35 cars behind it, plus all the cars ahead of it that were not hauling hazardous material we're still running on air brakes. And that being said, because there were only three cars, if the rule were in place, it wouldn't have mattered because, again, only three cars had it. It was not the full length of the train. So, I, I do appreciate that the uh, the chair for the NTSB came out and said, are you stupid? No, that is not the issue. The issue was not Donald Trump getting rid of this policy in favor of another one. It wasn't some crazy cost-cutting measure by the federal government. It was a random accident. And in said briefing, Because of what the standard would have been, or if that standard were still in place, the train derailment still would have happened 
Because again, you couldn't put all electronic brakes on the train for only three cars. And even then, that is not a guarantee that it would have been able to get the train stopped before derailment occurred because, again, an axle bearing was failing. If the axle bearing fails and the axle comes apart, if that train is not stopped by the time that happens, which keep in mind, it was not until they were already at that third meter before they got the notification. By the time they got that notification, that train that train axle probably already come apart and the derailment was happening. Or because when they applied the brakes, the momentum put so much stress on the failing bearing that just came apart and caused those other cars to derail. And it, it is a tragedy. I mean, fortunately, no one was immediately killed. But the whole idea that this train that is hauling vinyl chloride pellets plus other toxic liquids, placarded, placarded toxic liquids, which I did find out, yes, they were placarded to show they were hazardous materials. The fact that someone decided to be a humongously great idea. To set those liquids on fire without going, uh, is this a really good idea? Somebody in Washington, D.C. making this decision is a bonehead. And if that person falls under the uh, purview of one Pete Buttigieg, they should be gone, as well as Pete Buttigieg, as well as members of the EPA saying, Oh, you know, it's, it's a toxic chemical. We can set it on fire. It's not going to have any bad, it's not going to have any negative side effects on the environment or the people around the community, you know? Completely, completely stupid. But in this world, that's all we can really expect. Make bad decisions and blame the guy who came before you. But fortunately, last week, Donald Trump did show up at East Palestine the day before Pete Booty Judge. And don't get me wrong, you know, Pete, he looked good and his hard hat, his safety glasses, and, you know, his, his orange vest so he wouldn't get run over by a car. I mean, just. He looked the part, I mean, spot on. He looked like the guy who works in an office for a construction company who shows up to the job site wearing all of his PPE, you know, bitching and moaning at the construction workers doing the work who, oh my God, you're not wearing safety glasses. Where are your steel toe boots? Oh my God, you don't have a safety vest on. Well, the guy in the bobcat runs you over. That's what he looked like. 
The guy who shows up has no freaking clue what's going on, but then tries to tell everybody how to do their jobs. Meanwhile, Donald Trump shows up with, I think, like 7,000 bottles of water. I really don't remember what the amount of water was, but he brought a bunch of Trump-branded Trump water from the Trump hotels, which Bill Mitchell, God bless his heart, Bill Mitchell. Ah, yeah, he showed up with like $3,500 worth of water, and so he, uh, yeah, he really didn't do that much. Oh, yeah, he bought some McDonald's for the people in the restaurant for the for the workers, but he didn't do much, really. It's like, well, Bill Mitchell, how much money have you put in to relief efforts in East Palestine? I actually tweeted that at him. How much money have you given? How much water have you bought? How much food have you paid for for residents and for people working the cleanup? How much have you done? You're going to sit and you're going to bitch and piss and moan about Donald Trump only gave XML water. He only spent this much on food and you haven't lifted a damn finger for him. You're going to do that. Really? Have you lost your ever loving mind, Bill Mitchell? You're not going to do a damn thing. And then you're going to kvetch about how little somebody else did when it was more than you. This is why nobody listens to the talking heads. They will point out every flaw the other person engaged in when they're trying to help, but they haven't lifted a single friggin' finger for anything. See it all the time. Yep. You had guys talking about how bad that the, uh, the Afghanistan pullout was. Now, it is so awful about all the people left behind. Then they turn around, they look at someone like Glenn Beck. Oh, my God, look at what he's doing. This is just horrible. He's not going through the State Department. He's doing all this stuff. He's doing it wrong. Well, he gave out of his own pocket till it hurt. When he's on the air, he's saying, I'm putting a hundred grand in right now. I'm putting in a hundred grand right now to get these people out of Afghanistan to save their lives. And then his wife calls him on the air and said, I thought you said you're going to give till it hurt. I'm putting another hundred thousand, another hundred thousand dollars of my money. I literally. This podcast literally had $35 in the account. I gave all $35 of that to Mercury One to go towards getting people out of Afghanistan. And someone's going to look at me and say, you didn't do enough when they didn't do a damn thing. They didn't lift a finger. I gave everything this podcast had. That is money that you, my supporters, my listeners have given to me. And you are expecting me to do the right thing with, to not go and blow it on something stupid that doesn't affect this show. The people who donate on Patreon, the people who buy the merch, the people who donate directly via PayPal and coffee. You expect me to do the right thing with my money that I'm getting from you. You expect me to be a good steward of that. You know what? I couldn't take your money and then sit back and watch this stuff going on 
And even if it's, like I said, 30 bucks in the bank account that you've given me to do the right thing with. I think I properly stewarded your money by giving it to that effort. And it has been more than so many other people have done. But who want to sit and whine and moan and groan about not doing enough. Bill Mitchell, I hope to hell you are ashamed of yourself that you would sit and complain about what Donald Trump has done when you didn't do a damn thing yourself. I need to go to another story because this is going to, this is probably going to get me in trouble on the old YouTubes. I don't know. Um, which, by the way, speaking of YouTubes, last week got a little hectic. By a little hectic, I mean I was so tired by the end of the night that I was falling asleep as I was loading everything, you know, onto Acast and no, excuse me. So by the time everything uploaded and published on Acast, I was literally falling asleep in this chair. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the Jim Beam probably didn't help much, but that's not Jim Beam, by the way, because that is Sazerac Rye. But um, it, it it's complete insanity, though. Yeah, I know. Drinking drinking uh, rye whiskey, chasing it with the Coke Zero. Great combination, by the way. Um, the insanity that people are so hung up on wanting to blame Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That when the chair of the National Transportation Safety Board, the governing body that investigates plane crashes, train crashes, and there's a massive uh, interstate pileup that, that, you know, usually they don't get involved in that, but I'm surprised they don't because, you know, DOT regulates semis, but I digress. When the investigating body, when that chair, who is a Biden appointee, not a Trump appointee, a Biden appointee, has to come out and look at the press and go, you are, you all are a bunch of freaking morons. Stop it. That tells you where we have gotten with wanting to blame the other guy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not the greatest Donald Trump fan in the world. I'm not some sycophant that everything Donald Trump touches turns to gold. However, I do believe you know, when Donald Trump is wrong, he should catch the blame for it. The jabs were wrong. Shutting down the country for you know, the last year of his presidency was wrong. The whole banning bump stocks because, oh, bump stocks are scary. Oh, that was wrong. Coming out and saying, take the guns, then do process was wrong. These are things that Regardless of your political affiliation, you have to be willing to do, willing to say that your guy is not correct. Unfortunately, we do not live in that world. We live in a world where it's all about gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Ignore what 
I want to ignore what the guy behind the curtain on my side is doing because I got you. It's ridiculous. And I'm just at a loss of words, which is kind of weird being a podcast and a live stream, being at a loss for words. Anywho, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, so getting back into it, had to catch my breath there because I got a little worked up, which, you know, those of you who've been following this show for the last four years, you know I can get kind of feisty on occasion. Try to keep it PG-13. I think I may have pushed the limits on that just a smidge. So, parents, if you're listening to this with your kids in the car, I apologize. I said the B word. Who hasn't had a moment, right? So anyways, last week, Ron DeSantis, he issued the death warrant for a convicted murderer. Now, a lot of people will say that's wrong because they think the death penalty itself is wrong. Now, me, my personal opinion on the uh, death penalty, and this is something I've gotten into on the uh, extra shots over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show five bucks gets you access, you know, to all the content. Oh, excuse me. Commercial free episodes. Oh my. I drank some soda in the break and now I've got all the gas bubbles. It's horrible. Um, it's access to, you know, ad free episodes, except you still get a list to me and talk about how great APR coffee is. APRcoffee.com. Tell them Tyler sent you. And uh, you get early access to interviews, stuff like that. So please check it out. Every little bit helps. And five bucks a month, that's not breaking the bank for most people if you want the if you want the content. So anyways, talking on Patreon, I discussed the death penalty and how the whole idea that it is a is a crime deterrent is just completely misguided. Let's be honest. If you're one of those people, oh, it's a deterrent. They're not, you're less likely to kill somebody if they'll kill you back. Well, 
that's proven to not be true because Missouri has quite a few murderers sitting on sitting in prison, many with life sentences, very few catching the death penalty these days. And Missouri is a capital punishment state. It has not done away with you know, lethal injection here in the state. However, I, I believe death penalty should be one of those rare insta- instances where it should only be implemented when there is completely 100% incontrovertible proof that the person accused committed the crime. A serial killer linked with through DNA and physical evidence By all means, put them on the express train to hell. Are you a mass shooter and you were arrested surrendering after killing a bunch of people? By all means, take the fast lane to the fiery pit. I really don't care at that point. However, when it's just, you know, dude, you know, random dude commits random crime that ends up in in a death. It's a fight that turns deadly. It's, you know, a wife loses control and, you know, kills her husband over an affair. A crime of passion, if you will. I do believe those should be met with a good strict, with a very strict and lengthy sentence. However, I don't think that in most cases the death penalty is appropriate especially when you're talking about a case built on circumstance and circumstance alone. Anyone, I think if someone is charged with murder and it's a case built entirely on circumstantial evidence that can be explained away or cause enough doubt, maybe it doesn't hit that reasonable doubt criteria. When, when it doesn't hit the reasonable doubt criteria, but you still kind of in the back of your mind, well, well, maybe as a juror, I think in those cases, 100%, let them, let them live. Kim is saying that Wisconsin doesn't have capital punishment, hence why inmates took care of Jeffrey Dahmer. Not saying he didn't deserve it. Of course, I think a lot of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, death in prison was wasn't necessarily because of his crimes. It was because of Jeffrey Dahmer being Jeffrey Dahmer in prison, and it even the guy who killed Jeffrey Dahmer and caught the life sentence for killing Jeffrey Dahmer. He's been a model prisoner ever since. So I, I think that was a lot of Dahmer's fault that Dahmer died. Not necessarily jailhouse justice. But anyway, so Ron DeSantis, he signed this death warrant. The execution was carried out. However, if you ask the wonderful, wonderful people over at HuffPo, DeSantis is worse than a murderer. This is coming from David Strom at Hot Air. It's no surprise that the media is finding ways to portray Governor Ron DeSantis as worse than their formerly most hated man, Donald Trump. 
but I was impressed when HuffPo took the side of a multiple murderer in a tiff with the governor. My surprise is yet another display of how shameful lack of imagine of, of my own shameful lack of imagination. I keep on underestimating how vanal and stupid many people can be, especially when politics are involved. The prisoner executed was Donald Dilbeck, who was sentenced to death 32 years ago. In that same world does or in what same sane world does the death penalty take 32 years to execute? Apparently, this one. Although, arguably, this is proof that sanity has left us. Dilbeck was sentenced to death for murdering a young mother whose children attended the execution. After this, they thanked the governor in a written statement for bringing closure to them. In the witness gallery, family members of Faye Lamb Van, who Dilbeck stabbed to death in 1990, looked on with stony expressions. They opted not to speak with report or speak to reporters afterward, but the prison system spokeswoman Michelle Glady distributed a written statement from the from two of Van's children. 11,932 days ago, Donald Dilbeck brutally killed our mother, Tony and Laura Van wrote. We were robbed of years and memories with her, and it has been very painful ever since. However, the execution has given us some closure. Van was not Dilbeck's only murder. He had also killed a deputy sheriff after escaping prison, where he was serving a life sentence for yet another crime. HuffPo, unlike the Tallahassee Democrat, chose to focus mainly on the critique of the governor given by Dilbeck, apparently finding his take on Governor DeSantis' character worth taking seriously. I knew I hurt people when I was young. I really messed up, Dilbeck reportedly said just before his death. But I know Ron DeSantis has done a lot worse. He's taken a lot from a lot of people. I speak for all men, women, and children. He's put his foot on our necks. Ron DeSantis and other people like him can S our D's. That's a quote. Well, I guess it's settled. DeSantis is a really bad guy if Dilbeck says so. There's no proof of DeSantis' bad character in this what? Or the one proof of DeSantis' bad character is this. He signed Dilbeck's death warrant despite the fact the man was sentenced to death by a jury that did not unanimously impose it. Someone life in prison while the majority voted for the death penalty. The law allowing this had been changed since, but DeSantis, but DeSantis thinks that a two-thirds majority of jurors should be enough. Dilbeck, it seems, had, had only made some small mistakes in his youth. And he was in his mid-twenties when he killed Van. But DeSantis is the real murderer for allowing the sins to be carried out and believing it was just. Besides, Governor Ron clearly did it solely for political purposes. That, that closure the family felt and expressed, it, it, it couldn't justify anything. Dillbeck, you see, speaks for all men and women and children. Case closed. I'm not minimizing what he did to people. Florida Capitol Defender. Allison Miller told Tallahassee Democrat. But he is most definitely a political pawn. DeSantis has cited the outcome of the trial for Nicholas Cruz, who killed 17 people in 2018 school shooting in Parkland, Florida, as a reason to bring back non-unanimous jury verdicts. 
Cruz was sentenced to life in prison without parole after jurors split 9-3 over the death penalty. Not all of the victims of the Parkland shooting wanted Cruz to be sentenced to death. HuffPo also trots out the canard that murder is justified when you have prior trauma in your life. Like most people sentenced to death, Dilbeck endured extreme abuse as a child. His mother drank 18 to 24 beers per day. And during her pregnancy, resulting in catastrophic effect on Mr. Dilbeck's intellectual and adaptive functioning, his lawyers wrote in a petition requesting the Supreme Court review his case. Seems to me an intellectually disabled multiple murderer has the moral and intellectual standing to deliver a devastating judgment on the governor. And then he goes on to go over his own mixed feelings on the death penalty, which are similar to mine. The whole idea that you would trot out a convicted murderer, not just a single murderer, no, no, a murderer who was a murderer before, you know, convicted, you know, murderer before he killed her. A guy who escaped after being sentenced to life in prison for another crime. It doesn't say what that crime was. So you go to prison for life. You escape. You kill a cop. And then you go on to kill somebody else while in an attempted carjacking. I'm sorry. That is the kind of person that, yes, I feel belief should strongly get the death penalty. They've proven, forget the fact they've proven to be a habitual offender. Habitual offenders, if it's petty crime they're habitually committing, I don't think you should be spending life in prison. If you're habitually committing major crimes, rape, arson, murder, definitely life in prison. However, if you are so depraved that in one spree you kill multiple people after escaping from prison where you're already serving a life sentence because the crime that put you there was so bad you got life in prison, at which point you have proven that you are not likely to reform. Not only are you not likely to reform, you will probably continue this behavior when you get out. Uh, ah, damn it! The 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 co-ed killer in California, uh, Ed Ed Kemper. That is a guy who knew himself. At six foot nine, three hundred some odd pounds, he knew exactly who he was. When interviewed by John Douglas as part of the uh, the behavioral analysis program to study serial killers and repeat offenders and spree killers and rapists, so that way they could develop what better ways to uh, psychologically profile. And an unknown subject. Ed Kemper was asked directly, if you were to get out, 
would you kill again? And he just said, yes. I mean, it, that's not a. That's not something that should be taken lightly. And I don't think that's part of the reason why I don't think the death penalty should be handed out all willy nilly based on the crime of murder. Especially when you have multiple degrees of it. If you're a person who, you know, you get first degree murder because you planned it out. You, you know, you have a ritual that you're going to do and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hit or miss. There's a, you know, hit or miss, you know, you could, you could go for it. If it's second degree, you know, you went there to fight somebody and they died or you're robbing a house and someone dies as a result because, you know, there's physical altercation, second degree. I don't think you should get the death penalty. If you are any kind of sex killer, rape, a rapist murderer, death penalty on the spot. Like, oh, congratulations. You've got three weeks to you to get your appeal in. Once your appeal is done, so are you. Yeah, we'll have the, we will have the rope measured and waiting for when you get done. For once your appeal is done, once it's done, yeah, we're not gonna make the uh make the state sit and pay for you to sit to sit here and rot for the next 30 years waiting to have this sentence issued by the people of the state carried out. Now, speaking of dumb people in the state and needing to, be, to lose jobs, let's talk about Kimmy Poo. Yes, DA Kim Gardner from St. Louis. Here on February 18th. So today is, yeah, last week, one week ago. A pedestrian vehicle crash in St. Louis left a visiting teen athlete, Janae Edmondson, a double amputee. It also sparked a public outcry and a rare attempt to remove an elected official from office. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey took removal action on February 23rd. He is petitioning the court to boot St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner from her post citing, quote, years of willful neglect, end quote, and her prosecutorial duties. Keep in mind, Kimmy Poo is one of those uh, George Soros-backed prosecutors who lets everyone go and files illegitimate lawsuits and illegitimate crime charges against a sitting governor who, as soon as he resigns from office, these charges were so bad, so awful that we need to convict him while he's the sitting governor. That once he resigns, oh, the charges are dropped. Huh, weird. Uh, and she also was uh, faced po the potential disbarment over some of um, the shenanigans that went on with that. She was, she was censured, but never disbarred, which is a shame. Gardner's alleged inaction in one criminal case culminated in Janae's horrific injuries on February 18th, Bailey said. He points out that Daniel Riley, 21, the driver accused of causing the crash that hurt Janae, is an armed robbery suspect who remained free despite violating his house arrest order. Not once. Not twice. And he gets, no, keep going up. 
five, six, seven, eight. No, you're still too Dozens, dozens of times. Thus, Riley never should have been driving that car, Bailey declared. He and other Missouri politicians called for the prosecutor to resign the wake of the crash involving Riley and Janae. Further, Bailey alleges Gardner has, quote, mismanaged her office, causing a mass exodus of employees. And that's a quote. And I have a friend who works for the uh, St. Louis uh, Public Defender's Office. Working side by side with the with the prosecutors on a daily basis, he has watched many of his colleagues on the other side of the courtroom resign as a result of her mismanagement. Bailey also alleges he has a backlog of at least 3,000 cases that she has failed to review for charges, including some number of violent crimes. But in a February 23rd news conference, Gardner defended her actions in Riley's case. She said her office had made repeated attempts to get Riley's bond revoked, but a judge ignored or rejected those requests. Mm-hmm. She also denounced Bailey's attempt to oust her as a political stunt, distracting from the focus on Janae's family. Then why aren't you resigning? Why did you let this guy? You're the freaking prosecutor. If he's violating the terms and conditions of his probation, of his parole, of his of his bond. Here's what you do. You have a judge issue a warrant for his arrest for failure to for failure to uphold the terms and conditions of his bond. He gets picked up. Or better yet, since he's already violated this multiple times, I'm sure he's been arrested while violating the terms of his house arrest. Then, while he's in lockup, then you res- then you revoke the bond. But that would make freaking sense, wouldn't it, Kimmy? See, also, uh, a crowd of Gardner supporters applauded. We got your back. One person shouted as Gardner's nine-minute press conference ended. The controversy is occurring amid national debate over alleged soft-on-crime policies of some Democrat officeholders. Gardner has been hailed for her efforts to enact police reform. Even some of Gardner's fellow Democrats, including St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones, were critical of her job performance after Janae was nearly killed just after she participated in a volleyball tournament. This incident and others have highlighted the fact that some improvements need to be made in, in the office. What are we saying? Gardner's office. She really needs to do some soul searching as to whether she wants to continue as circuit attorney because she's lost the trust of the people. Others, including local chapters of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Why can't they say NAACP? Why? NAACP. Much easier than National Association of Colored People. For the Advancement of Colored People. Said attacks on Gardner were unwarranted. During Gardner's news conference, one person shouted a question asking what she was going to do about the, quote, racist people harassing and intimidating you, end quote. Ah, uh, yes, because the only reason people don't like Kimmy Poo is because she's black. Right. Gardner emphasized, or, well, I think that's a very complex question. It's about the people in the city of St. Louis that elect me to do the job. Well, here's the thing. If they elected you to do the job, why in the blue F are you not doing the job? Simple as that. 
Me asking that question should not be a matter of, No, if you're saying that, you're a freaking moron. You are, you are dodging the point of the question by, point, by making an accusation of racism because you're too freaking stupid to come up with a reasonable response. Because the reasonable response to why won't she do the job isn't. The reasonable response causes you to have to use critical thinking skills, which you lack. And you don't want to use them because you'll be left to draw conclusions that go against your own political motivations. You would have to go, you would have to engage in cognitive dissonance and go, oh my God, the, trying to justify these actions despite knowing what the obvious outcomes are makes my head hurt. You don't want to subject yourself to mental and emotional discomfort. So you just throw out a stupid freaking line. You said you about the races you wish you turn out. Gardner emphasized, we, not, we know we do not control every part of the system, but what we can control is we're going to fight very hard for justice in spite of the vitriol, the hate, the racist attacks, the no manipulation of the court procedure to make, our, make sure our office fit. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here's the thing, Kimmy Poo. You want to talk about the system? Keep in mind. Judges in Missouri are elected. <clears throat> so that means the people of St. Louis in the county of St. Louis are electing judges who are radical Democrats. Not people who are doing the job. These are people who run, who actually have to mount campaigns and kiss the asses of voters. That's who you're electing. The same people who elected you, Kim Gardner, are the same people who elected the judges in the city and county of St. Louis. So the system is stacked in your freaking favor. So if you're saying that the judges who were backed by the same people who backed you, the judges who were elected by the same people who put you in that office, Kim Gardner, you're saying those people are manipulating the judges. Guess what? They're not manipulating the judges right now. You have a problem. What if now, if you're trying to do your job and keep kids like this freaking idiot who left that poor girl as a double, double amputee, if you're now you're trying to do your job because suddenly you freaking look bad. But now the judges who got elected on the same platforms you did that, oh, we got to have social justice and racial equity in policing. <sighs> if those are the people who got elected the same time as you running the same platform you as you by the same people who voted for you, suddenly you're, it's not a matter of, oh, the system is rigged. Now it's a matter of, congratulations, y'all broke it. Now you get to freaking own it. 
This has been a spicy evening here on the old Tyler Morgan show. Again, those of you who are joining me live on the old, the old Twitch live stream. Thank you so very much for hanging out with me. It's been fun. Uh, I need to do more episodes like this for get up feisty and get the blood pressure up and need more whiskey to calm down. But again, thank you so very much for joining me. It has been a blast. I want to tell you a funny story before I go. I enjoy getting into uh, tiffs on Twitter. Tiffs on Twitter are fun. Um, there's a buddy of mine who I think his whole job is just to get, get all the crazy people riled up. And he's really good at it. And he had made a comment to some guy whose profile pic is him in a uniform with the Ukrainian flag. Maybe he's actual military. Maybe he's a veteran. Maybe he's just a, he's a LARPer. I don't know. <clears throat> Pardon me. But. You know, he, he called a meal team six. I'm like, to which I responded. Whoa, 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 whoa. Meal team six. Hey, take it easy on the gravy seal. He might just have to pull his lard up out of his computer chair. Guy comes back at me and, oh, you must have a real popular show. You know what? My show is as popular as your mom's OnlyFans page. Yes, that's right. I can give as good as I get, if not better. So again, thank you for hanging out with me. If you want to follow me on Twitter, there's always at fake Tyler Morgan because the real Tyler Morgan got kicked off because the real Tyler Morgan is a jerk. And then you can also follow the uh, actual podcast, the actual relentless daring media Twitter account for at RD media pods. Check that one out. I don't do a lot on there, but I, I use it kind of pimp the show and all that. So it's all well and good. Anyways, thank you for hanging out. Uh, please, please, please support the show. Realistdaring.com. Buy merch. Make donations. Go to coffee.com slash Tyler Morgan Show, I believe is the full address. The link is in the show notes. Check it out. Again, thanks so much for hanging out with me, listening to the podcast. If you're a first-time listener, I'd ask four things. Same four things every week. Number one, please hit that subscribe button or follow button, whatever Whatever your platform uses, hit it. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. I don't know. It's down over here somewhere, I think. I'm looking at a screen where everything's reversed on me, so I don't know. Um, again, hit the follow, hit the hit the uh hit the bell, get the notifications, ding, all that stuff. Um, again, podcast follow. Rate it five stars. We'll accept four, three and below. We need to talk after you have rated and reviewed, or once you have rated it, please review it. Say something nice. Be constructive. Don't call me a wannabe Alex Jones. Although that's the greatest compliment I've ever had. Because who doesn't like the idea of turning the friggin' frogs gay? Gay frogs. They're, 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 they're putting, they're putting the chemicals in the water. The, the fluoride's turning the freaking kids gay. The pedophile government. Rah, gay frogs. Ah, oh, Alex Jones, so much fun to do. The CIA. Uh, anyways, once you've rated, rated, reviewed it, please share the show. Send it to a friend who you think will like it. Send it to a friend who you think will hate it and will piss them off. 
I will piss off your friends for you so you don't get in trouble. They'll be mad at me, not you. Uh, however, they might take some take some umbrage with you um, sending me the show. But Tom, it was a prank gone bad. Those things happen all the time. Yes, pranks gone bad. Just like uh, Tiger Woods giving a tampon to one of his fellow golfers who thought it was funny, but everyone else got mad. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Tyler Morgan Show. And don't forget, if you've not checked it out, check out the uh, Extra Shots uh, bonus episode they did and released for wide distribution on all the podcast platforms. Uh, that would be Black Rifle Lawsuit Company. Check it out. Gotten to, a, gotten to one of their uh, current issues where Evan Hafer literally... Not, it's not that he couldn't keep it in his pants. He just could not keep his pants on, apparently. Uh, you have to go check that one out. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 